Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized Podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Within our lives, we will inevitably face hardships and challenges. Our ability to embody strength in these times ultimately allows these hardships and challenges to make us into the humans we are meant to be, rather than break us. Today's guest on the show is a man who is dedicated and committed to helping as many people as possible embody the strength necessary to laugh at the figurative devil that resembles our challenges to rise to the occasion of greatness within the world at large. He is the owner of Tried and True, which is a coaching business designed to empower its clients to improve health, happiness, growth, and fun, is the co-host of the Mind Heart Muscle podcast, and is also a language connoisseur who hosts empowering workshops designed to help people become more conscious as the creators of the reality with the language they use in their daily lives. So please help me in welcoming Mr. Ron White onto the show. Ron, so good to have you here, man. Is there anything left? <laughs> you know, I'm starting a side service where you can hire me to read that to you as soon as you wake up every day. I feel like I need to redo my enlisted level two so I can put that in my yes. in my wins. Yes. So I can I can work through that and get some uh supercharged <laughs> affirmations. Out. Wow, dude, Hell. thank you. That dude. was fucking awesome. Of course, bro. <laughs> dude, like I like to start off the episodes with a fucking bane, right? Because you know, like you and everyone I have on this podcast, like you've all accomplished so much right and you know going through and lifted like a lot of the times even when we're good at celebrating wins we forget how much we've actually accomplished already right and so things like that i love being able to help other units in the world remind themselves of how much they've done because not only does it start the podcast off on a great note but it also just that's the way i like to show up in the world and that's what i would like talk about the platinum rule right like show up and do the things that you would wish other people do to you right and so like you know, imagine if every time you walked in a room, there was something like that that came on. It's like, man, like if everyone had that opportunity, because everyone's doing some form of cool shit in their lives. Right. And if there was just some way that you could have like your corner man, like saying that to you when you walked out for a coaching call or to get on a podcast, I mean, dude, it just makes you feel like a force. Like you can go through a brick wall. (laughs) I'm I'm still, I'm still dying a little bit at the fact that you (laughs) That you referred to humans as units. That's yes, <laughs> dude. Oh, that's man. one of my favorite things, bro. Like that's co- so good because we were talking before we started, right? Like, and I think I actually have this in your outro too, but we'll save that for later. But I heard Jim Carrey recently. I went on a bender one night where I interacted with cannabis, and I was just like, "What do I want right now?" And I was feeling a little heavy, and so I just found myself putting on Jim Carrey inspirational speeches, and I was like hours into it, right? And he was talking about how our ability as humans to make others laugh and to find the comedic relief in everything is really like what comes from love. Because if we are four elements, right? Like water, earth, wind, and fire, all of that comes from the central unit of love. Like love starts everything. And love to me, that's comedy, right? Laughter is just crying reimagined, 
Right. And so like the ability to help people laugh and like, so I'll take any chance I can, like calling people units. Like I just try to sneak them in there. So that to know that it got you, man. Oh, awesome. Cause you're uh, another laugh person. Like you're like me, like we're very lighthearted people and we love laughing. So dude, if I can make someone like that laugh, that's a good, uh, that's a good feeling. <laughs> you know, there's, there's two um, statements that stand out to me in the terms of comedy, right? There is, you have the tragedy plus time equals comedy. And then there's what Mark told us, which I don't know if he came up with it or not because he's an encyclopedia of a brain. (laughs) (laughs) But he said, if you laugh at the devil, he'll run away. Mm -hmm. And, and those two things to me, you know, it's like, you know, bad shit happens all the time. Mm -hmm. And if humans as a society don't find some sense of relief through a joke or, you know, a, a, a smart ass comment, something that makes somebody say, Oh, that's too soon, bro. Like <laughs> if, if, if there's a point, if there's a point in my existence where that just gets shut down, I'm out. I'm, I'm taking the off ramp. Like yeah. <laughs> if you fall down in front of me, I'm going to laugh at you. I'm going to ask you if you're okay. I'm going to ask you if you're okay. I'm going to offer my hand to help you up, but I'm still going to laugh. Like, just being comedy's everything. My wife and I enjoy going to comedy shows. Like I just, we watch all the comedy specials on Netflix. Uh, we're currently watching Shit's Creek, which is hysterical, oh, yes. you know? So man, I, I love that. We're talking about comedy to start this. You know, it's perfect too, because to me, comedy helps me remind myself that to not take life or myself too seriously. If I choose to believe what I do choose to believe, which is that this life is simply an experience and let her rip tater chip, right? Like the, the process is to ride the wave, right? To get pitted on the figurative wave of the universe in this life, right? Then, you know, and I truly believe that we are infinite and that this, you know, our death is just another rebirth into an infinite realm of possibilities. Then why wouldn't I laugh at everything, right? Even my own like challenges, right? Like I remember... You know, when my dad got sick with cancer, right? He was a very funny guy and he would make jokes all the time, you know, like about his cancer. And I mean, he was terminal, right? So it was like some dark shit. But at the same time, it helped me so much because when he passed, you know, yes, I allowed myself to be human and feel sadness, right? But like you were saying, tragedy plus time equals comedy, right? It wasn't so long before all of a sudden my dad started speaking to me and being like, hey, you taking me too seriously? Remember, I'm still right here. I just don't have a body anymore. I'm lighter now, weight reduction, you know? And it was like, you know, those things to me were so funny. And with everything in life, like if you can't laugh, you'll cry. And it's not that crying is bad, but you know, if you can't laugh, like you can choose to laugh or you're going to be made to cry. And that's like the the perfect example of having to, or getting to, or things happening Ah. for you or things happening to you, right? Like if you can't Mm -hmm. laugh, life is going to ultimately end up happening to you. And personally, that's just not what I choose for myself and for a flavor of ice cream to live this life with. Hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So dude, that was a bang that we started with, man. And I, you know, I knew that we'd have such a fun time because when I met you at the lake house, you know, and for everyone who's like, what the hell is the lake house? It's a sweet place in Virginia. You got to be in the in crowd, message us and, you know, we'll tell you more <laughs> about it, you know, but it's this really fun get together, a bunch of coaches and we just do some fun shit down there. And so when I met you there, I could tell right away, you were a lighthearted spirit. You weren't taking yourself too seriously. You were doing very important work, but also that's why you were able to do so much important work. I mean, let's face it, coaching, handling other people's challenges, that shit can get heavy, right? If you don't, if you don't know how to laugh through it. And, you know, I'm curious, like, 
how did that start for you, right? Like your ability to keep a light heart in this, is this something you've kept through your whole life or something you developed later on in life? Oh man, that's a real question. <laughs> I hope we get a real answer. You know, you. <laughs> oh, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a real answer for sure. So, so as a teenager, I found myself home alone a lot, you know, and into, it wasn't until like, after experiencing my own divorce and some other things where I was like, oh man, you know, my mom, my mom did her absolute best that she could. Right. So my mom was 17 years old when she had me. Mm. That's a child. Yeah. That is, that is a child. So at the age of 14, my mom was 32. Right. (laughs) I remember six years ago when I was 32, I was still a child. I, I'm still a child. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's that whole concept, you know, when I, I don't know, how old are you, Ryan? 30, yeah, 30, 30 right now. So I remember when I was young, a lot of media and like TV shows and stuff like that would reference the fountain of youth a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a child, you don't really understand that as I get at more advanced in age or, or I level up, so to speak, <laughs> I'm learning that the fountain of youth is just, it's human nature for us to hang on to that innocence, that childlike behavior that, you know, the, the things, the play, the fun, the, the laughter, curiosity, the curiosity, 100%. And what happened was I did experience a time in my life where I took myself too seriously for a long time. And in that time frame, when I was like 14 years old to like 14 to 17 range, I found myself by myself a lot. And I got really angry. And, you know, it's funny is uh, when I met Adam Chin, Adam was like, do you get mad? He's like, do you, do you have problems with anger? And I was like, I used to, and <laughs> you, you know, and um, so the lightheartedness really it really opened up when my first wife and I split up, you know, I'm a pretty vulnerable individual. So we got into a huge fight. Some time went on. We were intimate a couple of times and we got to a point where I was like, yo, what's going on with us? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, well, then why were you intimate with me? And her response was, cause I didn't want to get yelled at if I wasn't. Mm. And dude, that, was the biggest punch in the face of my entire life. And I have worked for the last four and a half years to one, understand relationships better to guide people towards, to empower people towards not making those same mistakes that I did. And, and three, just like you said, just laughing, laughing at everything when shit goes wrong just like prime example, like I wish you would have been on Zoom about like five minutes early. Um, <laughs> I printed something out and the gym manager left a blank check in the printer. And what I printed out printed right over top of the check. I turned around and I realized it. And I just started laughing hysterically. It was a good, it was a good, 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 moment for sure. Yes. You know, so the lightheartedness really, it really came from the other side of tragedy. Mm. Like my first wife and I split up. Now I have, now we have split custody of our children. 
And you, know, that shit's fucking hard, dude. Yeah. It's really, really hard. And especially when you co-parent with somebody who doesn't see the world the same as you. Mm-hmm. And you really have to breathe and just ask the right questions. Like, it's just like coaching, yes. having, having a relationship with somebody who challenges you is, challenges you is so similar to coaching because you get put into a position where you're forced to tread lightly. Mm. And, and if I don't focus on the lightheartedness, the happiness, the laughter, then I'm going to cause a bigger mess. That's really where it comes from. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? I wanted to stop by while I had your ear and share a very special announcement with you. You may have heard people say that we are facing an epidemic of loneliness in the world right now. We believe that this is only half of the story and that the real epidemic and the root of feeling loneliness is a lack of connection. Do you want to connect to more purpose and passion with the important work you are doing? Do you wish you had closer friendships with people who understand you, listen to you, and are truly present with you? Are you wishing you and your partner could move deeper into love together? The connection in all of these areas comes down to the one most important element of connection, the ability to connect with yourself. If you are ready to see change in your life, if you are ready to feel differently when you wake up in the morning, if you are ready to step into the life you envision for yourself, the first and only route to making these changes is settling in, quieting down, and being able to connect to yourself. Now this can be a major challenge in today's world with media, culture, and other energies that pull us out of our ability to connect. When you've tried fitness, meditation, and other self-development practices, and still find yourself feeling alone and lacking connection, you may be feeling out of options and wondering if you'll ever be able to tap into your full potential that you know deep down is possible in your life. What we have found in working with our clients is that plant medicines, and cannabis in particular, can guide us in having the experience of what true connection looks and feels like. In this way, cannabis can act as a rite of passage for connection and a gateway toward the spouse, tribe, mission, and life you know you are ready for. Now the pitfall here is that many people become codependent on the medicines, such as cannabis, and expect the medicine to do the work for them. If this continues, what will happen is the user will find themselves reaching for more and more cannabis to feel connection, without taking ownership of their role in the outcome of their experience, and thus they will fall into repeating the same painful patterns. As Zen Buddhism teaches, How you do anything is how you do everything. Therefore, if this painful pattern is showing up in your relationship with cannabis, it is likely a reflection of the same patterns you're experiencing in your friendships, romantic relationships, business, and your relationship with yourself. Learning to work with cannabis effectively will supercharge your experience and will help you get the result you are actually seeking, which is connection. We created a program to support seekers and high achievers like you in doing exactly this, to learn how to work with the healing power of cannabis to connect you back to yourself so you can unlock purpose, passion, and creativity in all areas of your life. What this program will give you is the long lost user manual for cannabis. This user manual will teach you how to connect with cannabis correctly so that the plant can act as your spiritual aid and ally in life just as our ancestors understood and practiced. If you're ready to unlock the full power of cannabis, meet like-minded people on the same path as you, 
build more purpose into your life, and have the most fun doing homework you've ever had, this message is for you. To learn more and qualify for your spot in the program, hop over to our Instagram profile at highly.optimized and book a discovery call. The conscious cannabis revolution is here. Will you be joining us? Sending all of you love. Enjoy the rest of the show. That's amazing that you were able to actually see that, right? Because, you know, when she said that statement to you, right, there was, I mean, there's a multitude of different ways you could have taken that. But the two main ways is you could have played the victim and been like, what are you talking about? I never would have yelled at you. Fuck you, blah, 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 all that stuff. And what did you do? You chose to enter mature masculinity and go, you know what? That sucked to hear. And you know what? I take accountability for that. And I take responsibility for that. And you know what? I choose to see this as happening for me. So now I realize that someone who did know me, does know me, you know, saw me showing up that way. And that's not the way I want to show up. That's a yikes moment, right? And it's those moments that allow us to make a decision. Are we going to allow this to make us or are we going to allow this to break us? You know, there's not one that's right or wrong or anything. People choose things. And again, you know, I, I choose to not take life too seriously. I do believe we have infinite possibilities and infinite lifetimes to figure it out. But at the same time, I mean, we're alive in this reality right now. Why wouldn't I want to make this life the greatest and grandest possibility? Because I do believe that mm-hmm. our lives intersect at the corner of free will and destiny. And what I mean by that is that, yes, I do believe that we have a destiny, but at the same time, I do believe that destiny is infinite. So there's infinite destinies, right? And the, the one we choose is up to our free will, but there's only one that's the greatest and grandest. And so making decisions like that, yes, I imagine that stung to admit like, yes, I believe that about myself. And I realized that that was me, but it stings for what? 10 minutes a day, a week, right? In the, in the scheme of things. And then on the opposite side of it, immense amount of freedom and power because you're like, I made myself into that. I can make my, I can unmake myself that. And that is the winner's mentality right there. That's what I love. I recently heard somebody say that a a lot of adulthood is unlearning. Yes. On unlearning. And I also heard that 60% of what we know to be true was learned in the first 18 years of our lives. I'm no, (laughs) no. That's like, another yikes right there. It's like, that's, yikes. That's, when I was that's, 18. That's Ooh. the yikes moment for sure. Like, you know, and, and like you said, it, it stung, dude. It was, it, it, it was, it, it was a punch in the mouth. And, you know, I did some amateur MMA fighting. And I would rather be physically <laughs> punched in the mouth yes. than hear those words again and have them be true. You know, looking back at it now, learning from that moment on, I started diving deep into relationships. You know, I read the five love languages. I read, if you're in my office, it's already too late. Uh, <laughs> I started, um, started listening to any and every podcast I could find on relationships. That's when personal development got like real, real big for me. And it became so important. And I was like, we have these maps. There's, there's hundreds and thousands of maps that are already written for us in every single bookstore on any in on iTunes on Audible on Spotify YouTube there's whatever we want is right there for us to grab a hold of and for me it was like okay I want to learn how to be different I was in the coaching game with with CrossFit and I was wearing a mask dude I was showing up to work with a smile on my face 
and trying my best at the time to be good to people, I had this anger in in my heart that was like so repressed and like dug in from that time I spent taking myself too seriously, that Mm. time I spent resenting my mother for being a child. That's unfair, you know? And I, I just channeled into letting go of who I was in the beginning of 2017 to becoming who I am now. And I want to be the, I probably won't be the first to say this, but I want to be one of the people that do say this, that we are all human the ugliness does flare up. Mm. It's your buttons can get pushed. And there are a ton of techniques in existence for us to be able to keep that in check longer. You know, we can recognize and then communicate. If we just, hey, when something shitty's happening, just take a deep breath. Look around the room. What's really happening? Is it a bad day or is it a bad two minutes? Like, yes. let's, like, let's, <laughs> let's be real. How many people throw their whole day away because they spilled their coffee? Yes. At 7 a.m. in the morning, spilled your coffee. You threw away 12 more hours. Yep. And you put it on other people too, right? Like <sighs> then it gets catapulted and projected onto the people at work, the people in traffic, you know? And again, it's like, that's like taking poison and expecting it to hurt the other person, right? That anger, all of that stuff is poison that we hold in ourselves until we actually come to a point where we're like, you know what? We deserve better for we, for us, right? Like for us and for everyone in our lives that, ha- that, that gets to come into contact for, with us. What kind of legacy do we want to leave behind? Do we want to be that person that people were like, yikes, man, you know, Ryan was the, you know, in a bad mood this morning, stay out of his way. Or you want to be like, oh my God, no matter what happens to quote unquote Ryan or Ron in this situation, like he spilled his coffee everywhere today and he was laughing hysterically. And it was just so funny because like I thought about all the times I spilled the coffee on myself and how seriously I took it, right? Like we can be that example for others. So powerful. Oh, man. And another thing that I've learned that I can do is to just be transparent, to be vulnerable. People love when you tell them the truth and you're, and you open up to them because that shows that that shows them that I trust them. You know, like if I catch myself like being short with someone, you know, cause maybe something happened the night before with one of the kids and I ended up getting four or five hours of sleep, you know, it's, it's hard to get a good night's sleep when you wake up at four every day. And that's not a complaint. I love getting up early. I love starting my day before everybody else. I love drinking my coffee by myself. Like, I love that shit. And sometimes shit goes wrong the night before, and you're not who you want to be. And I have found that if I just say, hey, I'm struggling this morning, I'm feeling a little bit of impatient. So if if I get short with you, it's not you. You know, it's totally just, I'm tired and we're going to make this the best that we can. Can you imagine what the world would look like if we all took personal responsibility for our states of being like that and didn't put it on other people and didn't say, you made me feel this way or she did this or the traffic. I mean, and I'm, I was fully guilty of this for a long time in my life. And then I started realizing like, wait a minute, why am I doing this? you know, quote unquote, to myself, right? And, you know, what I realized was, yes, it was all a lesson because I realized that like that 
is actually what hell is. Hell isn't a place you go when you die. Hell is a place that's on earth, the same that heaven is, right? And you get to choose which one you live in, right? You are the creator of your reality. And one of the things that's funny that you were talking about is like the books, right? Like if someone wants to better themselves, they can. And this is one of the things that I talk about with my clients a lot. And, you know, I help them see is that we live in the age of information, right? It's never been easier to understand things at a deeper level. It's never been easier to be a millionaire, but you have to actually want those things. And you have to want them from a place of like coming from your heart, right? If your ego is one of them or anything like that, it's most likely not going to work out the way that you want it to work out. And with getting your buttons pushed, right? Like really, that was something that for so long, like I was saying before, you know, I put that on other people like, oh, they just, you know, they know how to push my buttons. Right. And it's like, no, I know how to get my buttons pushed. Why am I waiting for them to get pushed? Right. What's going on there? What victim story is running behind that? Right. What thing is waiting for my buttons to get pushed? Because now say if someone says like, Hey man, you know, I don't like your podcast. I'm like, Oh, awesome, man. I love it. So cool. I mean, find a different one. You know, like, it's just like, it doesn't matter to me because I don't believe that about myself. You know, I, I don't care who likes what I do. I enjoy it. That's all that matters. Right. And I hope others enjoy it, but I don't rest my whole entire confidence and self-image on the fact of other people liking what I'm doing. And that's huge. And when you recognize that there is damn near 8 billion human units, there's 8 billion units (laughs) on the planet. When you recognize that there are damn near 8 billion human beings on the planet, the reactions of one becomes minimal. Yes. You know, it's, it, it's all a matter of perspective. Like the, the pond is huge and there are a lot of us in the pond. And another thing that really helps me with being less reactive, you know, since this is the conversation that we're getting into about the lightheartedness, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, and, and that's what, and that's what it becomes a matter of. It's, it's a matter of how reactive of a person are you, you know, are you, are you quick to think? Or are you quick to act? And I, I like to, I like to really do my best to be the quick to think, right. Mm. And getting there with that closing my mouth, taking a breath. All right. I can process. Mm. So with that being said, I also remind myself that people living in the victim mentality, if I am to react to them, they will be so quick to see, I told you he was that way. Yes. I told you, I told you, I told you. And they don't want to take any ownership over the fact that buttons were being pushed. You know, this because because we can take ownership over our lives as much as possible. There are units. This is real units. There <laughs> are units who live to make other people miserable because they're miserable. Yes. And and misery loves company. And yes, commiseration you know, cliche, hurt people, hurt people. So it's all a matter of coming down to taking time to think. And if I scan the room and I breathe and I process, outcomes are better. Yes. And it's a cumulative effect, right? Like I am, uh, negation to knowledge, I am not naive enough to think that even though right now I've done so much work to help my victim mentality and really get into a spot of power, 
that if I stopped meditating, doing breath work, working out, eating healthy, that all of that wouldn't come back within three days. It's still there, right? You learn to live with it. Like that voice still comes in that wants to react, right? I just know like, oh, there's that part of me, not me. It's not just reaction. It's, oh, now I have the space mentally, physically, emotionally to actually go, oh, there's that part of me that wants to react. Okay, what is it yearning for? It's yearning for love. Okay, it's not the enemy either, right? Because that's another big thing is, especially in the plant medicine world, you know, oh, kill the ego, the ego's enemy. It's like, listen, if you run around thinking that any part of you is the enemy, life is not going to work out that well for you, right? I did that for a little while and I can tell you, right? And the reason we can talk about this is because we've come from this place, right? And we're, again, not naive enough to think that we wouldn't go right back there if we stopped the practices. And that's why rituals and these things have been passed down for thousands of years. Every great sage, every great prophet, every spiritual teaching, every religion, like, they all talk about some form of rituals. Now, religion got lost in the sauce, but you know what it was really meant on, which is spirituality, is based on finding faith in something, right? You don't need to understand everything, but give yourself time to really tune into, oh yeah, okay, everything's happening for me. I'm okay, I'm safe, right? And those are the things that help you respond rather than react to these situations. Man, you just have to be patient. Like, Yeah, you have to. Like, you get to, but you also have to. <laughs> oh, I remember- a life worth living. I, I had something, I lost it for a second. I'm coming back to it. Yeah. Um, you said about if, if you constantly look at something at the, the enemy, right? So let's think about, about nervous system response. If I think that anything or anyone is my enemy at any given time, I think I have to fight. Yes. And if I think I have to fight, I'm going to be in sympathetic nervous response and I'm going to increase my cortisol levels and shit's just not going to be good, you know? And it's, and it's like you said, it's working out, it's meditation, whatever that looks like for, for people. For me, it's long walks in the woods and jujitsu. That's Mm -hmm. meditation for me. It's where I, it's meditation for me is where I clear my head. And those are the, those are the places where that happens, right? It's eating healthy. Dude, when I come back from vacation, like when me and my wife go to the beach and we indulge, you know, and we're, we're popping beer right after coffee <laughs> first thing in the morning. When I, when I come back from that, those first couple days are 100% victim mentality. Yeah. I, I feel like shit. I'm looking for things to point the finger at when it's me for, <laughs> for, you know, for having a good time. I'm not going to, I'm not going to stop doing that. Yeah. And as I get older, I get wiser and I'm like, okay, hey, going on vacation, going to indulge, probably going to feel like shit when I get back. So let's make sure that the water's ready. The food is ready. The exercise is ready. The walk in the woods is ready. Like, and it's, it's full circle, man. It's, it's the personal development. It's the exercise. It's the nutrition. It's the sleep. And yes. And it's this, it's, it's human connection, Yes. whether it's, it's having a deep conversation about shit that people are afraid to talk about. You, you know how many men are afraid to talk about the fact that their wives made them feel like shit one time. Oh my God. Like, I mean, dude, that's the majority, right? As I've seen it from clients I've worked with and from my own experience, right? I'm so macho, tough guy. <laughs> no, bro. No, you're not. You're just like me. And all that anger and resentment and frustration that you holding in that you're holding inside of you is 
decreasing your life expectancy and letting go is beautiful. Yes. It's so beautiful. And you know, when you hold all that anger and resentment in, how well are you able to show up as a balanced, stable man for your family, for your wife, for your brothers, right? Like think about what men are supposed to do for one another, right? How we're designed, right? We're designed to do what we're doing, right? To admit like, yeah, you know what? I don't have all the answers. And sometimes I get really scared. And then the other person's like, oh, I do too. And you're like, oh, I'm not alone. Funny how that works, right? Like, <laughs> and it's like, but what do I mean? What did I do for so long? What do I imagine so many people uh, are doing in the world, especially men? They're like, nope, I'm, uh, I can't let anyone know this because if I do, it'll seem weak. It's like, first of all, dude, we're not living in an actual jungle anymore. You don't need to get worried about like getting, I mean, depending on where you are in the world, I guess you don't need to get worried about getting speared, right? When you're having a moment of crying, right? Like where Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like we're able to survive pretty well now, right? And so now it's like, how do we actually thrive, right? And we thrive and we become the best men possible. And for women listening too, like it, it goes in the same thing by getting out of the competitive mindset by realizing that, yes, it's fun to go to the gym with a partner and go like, hey, I bet I can do more than you, right? And laugh about it, right? <laughs> not literally do it because you think it's your self-worth. You think it's like, I'm not shit unless I can beat this person, right? Two different mindsets, right? You can still have your cake and eat it too, right? As I always say, it just got to be gluten-free these days, right? Just make the wise <laughs> choices. And like in your situation, right? With going and cracking beers, like that's what makes us free. Like for so long, I got into a rigid pattern, man, with health and I made it not fun for me, right? Because, you know, there are certain things that I know, like, I don't want to interact with. Like when it comes to like typical soda or fast food, yeah, fuck off. I don't want to deal with that, right? Candy, fuck off. But like, dude, if you think I'm not going to get into some CIA cookies and eat a whole bag once a week, like I do that, right? <laughs> and I know, like, because I know that it has quality ingredients, blah, blah, blah. Same with beer, right? Like I'm not mm. much of a drinker, but if I do choose a beer, it's going to be a beer that was made with high quality ingredients, Right. And understand that if the juice is worth the squeeze, right? Like in your case, you're like, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm going to have fun. I understand that maybe a couple of days after I'll be like this and I'll make sure to state it to people like, hey, I'm a little tired. I got into uh, quite a bit of fun. And you know what? It was awesome. And you know what? Was... I'm okay paying this price. I'm actually, this is what I choose for me right now, you know? And that's what allows us to then remember how important our rituals are. Like, oh, thank God I found meditation. Thank God I found breath work. Thank God I know about drinking water with salt in it, right? All of these things, like they all help one another. It's all happening for you. When you go out and drink the beers, you got the water with the salt to bring you back. You're like, oh, thank God I found that. When you go out and drink the beer, like, thank God I can drink this because I have the water with the salt. It all works in unison, right? It's a cumulative effect. And I love that. Yep. It certainly, certainly is. And <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's all that personal responsibility, man. Yes. At, at the end of all of it, it's, it's, you know, like you said, imagine what the world would be like if every single one of us could look in the mirror and say, it's my fault. What happened to me might not have been directly my fault, but it is my responsibility to learn, grow, heal, and keep moving in the direction that we are going. Yes. You know, um, I heard Rick Alexander say this like 20 times, and it's like the past only exists when you think about it. And it's so easy to get stuck in that and stuck in that. Oh, that happened to me. Yes. You know, and did drinking 27 beers really happen to you <laughs> or, you know, like, so yeah, man, that's, that's really as true as it gets in that essence. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's so funny too, because 
I know how attractive it is, right? Like it sounds good in theory the same way that like a lot of things sound good in theory, right? To say that like, no, I don't want to take personal responsibility for this because it sucks. And it's like, listen, I get it. A lot of things that happen in life suck, right? They're not what you want to happen, right? And like you said, it might not be your fault that something horrible happened to you. And it's up to you to figure out how much that affects your life after, because that's really the decision you're making, right? It happened. You can't change it. But what you can change is how you view it. And that's the personal power we have. And that is also what can control out to lead us back to realizing like, oh, well, if I can choose how I react to that, then what if I could choose how I want to show up in the world? What if I can choose exactly how much weight I want to lose in the next two months? What if I can choose exactly how much my business is going to make the next year, right? Because the mind, where the mind is supposed to be, is it's a servile mechanism, right? It's a goal-oriented mechanism. You give the mind a goal, and then what the rest of it is, is, and what the spiritual process is, right, of meditation and all these things, is the reason you do that is because the mind is going to try to go, okay, we know the goal, and we know how we're going to get there. No, 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 no. Know the goal, get the fuck out of the way. The universe will work in your favor to make it happen, right? And it will happen in a way cooler, way more badass way than you could ever imagine. If you try to do it with here, you're going to end up grinding a lot. You might get there, right? You might really get there, but it's going to take you longer. You're going to be burned out at the end, and it's not going to be as great and grand as it could have been if you just surrendered to the process. And that is why we do meditation and we have faith, right? Because we believe that everything is happening for us. And we do that by continually practicing because the more that you get the reps in, like Mark always talks about, right? The more you get the reps in on anything, the more you're going to start believing in it. And it's as simple as whatever you believe you become. Like be really careful with what you choose to believe about yourself because and about the world because you will become that 100%. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Language is one of the ways that, you know, I was watching a Gaia network recently, and I think I've mentioned this in the last couple of podcasts I've done, but it's so good. I don't know if you've ever gotten into Gaia before. Like if you're someone who's curious about the mysteries of the universe, ma'am, you know, and like, you know, how we learn about language and it makes a lot of sense. Yes. Language creates our reality, right? Well, there's a couple of different things that create our reality. And so for sake of this conversation, we'll stick with language, but you're someone who's been in the personal development for a while. You know, obviously we've been talking about your journey and everything like this. What did changing your language and become just becoming aware of your language open up for you, right? Like when was the first time you noticed like, oh shit, that that changed something? Funny, one of the standout moments happened recently, like when I was in level one. And one day Matt and I were talking about when we were going to record our next show. And I just I just removed all the ambiguity. Like I just took the soft talk out and I was like, we're doing it this day at this time. And, and that was that removing drama language, removing soft talk, leading with affirmations. So I learned about leading with affirmations. Do you know who Greg Amundsen is? No, but I'm curious. Okay, so uh, Greg Amundsen is uh, an OG CrossFit guy, mm. like, like 2003, 2004, like he's been around from, early on. And there's a really fantastic video about positive self-talk in CrossFit's uh, video database. Right. And it's all about making corrections and leading with an affirmation. Right. So let's say you're doing a squat. Okay. And when you do that squat, your heels come off the ground when I want you to keep them flat. I'm going to look for something that you did right first. So let's say that you, you kept your uh, torso 
vertical and you, you kept your lumbar spine curved where I want you to have it. Right. So I'd be like, Hey man, great job. Keeping your chest up in that squat on the next rep. I want you to keep your feet flat on the ground to make it better. Mm. Did I tell you that you did anything wrong? No. Right. So, <laughs> so I got you to focus on the fact that you were doing something correctly and how to improve it. That right. was, that was one of the first things that I can remember where I was like, words, words are important. You know, it, was, <laughs> it was that I, I, I found that before I stumbled upon. So it was even before Enlifted existed when I found Mark, mm. right? Mark was on Barbell Shrugged in early, early 2017. And it was an episode about why, like why athletes choke under pressure and stuff like that. You know, it was like, what's keeping them at good from and, and preventing them from becoming great. And it was all about self-talk. And it was all about, you know, if I walk up to the barbell and tell me, tell myself, hey, I'm probably not going to get this lift. I'm <laughs> probably going to be right. Abra you know, yeah. right. You know, and um, those things really stand out to me in the sense of language. And, you know, and one more thing that's beautiful with this process that, you know, we've learned is I've been able to help my children when they're struggling, mm. you know, like, you know, cause when we're young, we don't know how to process our emotions. So we have gigantic outbursts, right? Uh, mm. They, they go into that, they go into that fight or flight response and boom, explosion. Hey, breathe, breathe with me. Let's, let's, let's take some deep breaths together. Okay. What's going on? You know? And then the, the, the hyperventilation stops and they're able to put their words together now. And you can, and you can remind them of the things that they do correctly and you can feed them affirmations. And in a sense, because we're all programmed in one way or another, I mean, our brain, I think you talked about this um, with Kim, you said our brain is like a computer, you know, and, and, we can, we have the power to rewrite the program, which yeah. is fucking beautiful. Thank and, goodness. It's like that. Right. And not, <laughs> not, not only do we have that power for ourselves, but we have that power for the, the people around us mm. and even more so with our children, because we influence them more than, more than most other people in their lives. At some point, they're either going to aspire to want to be like you or want to be not like you. Yeah. And if I'm constantly in fight or flight and reactive with them, then they're going to constantly be in fight or flight and reactive. If I go into parasympathetic nervous response when they're in fight or flight and I can control my breathing and get them to then control theirs and talk to them in a calm voice, the amount of frustrating incidents has decreased. Mm. And that's huge because Five years ago, if you listen to the episode of Mind Heart Muscle, uh, the first episode of Mind Heart Muscle with Mark England, when we actually did story work live on the podcast, I talk about how big of a jerk I was to my oldest. Like mm. I was not nice to my son. And I look back at that and I'm like, damn, I am so glad that I'm becoming a new person. Absolutely. Because. because Children did not ask to be brought into this world. 
myself and my children's mother, we made a selfish decision to create life. That is, <laughs> that is in, in my personal opinion, creating life is the most selfish decision that, that we can make as a human, because now it's your responsibility, our responsibility to mold that new human into a human that's going to be a productive member of society in a sense, right? And to not be an asshole and to treat people kindly. And there's so many other parents that are stuck in the victim mentality, stuck in fight or flight, constantly being reactive. And there's a lot of kids, man, that are just going to come up and repeat those same cycles, repeat those same cycles. And I'm no angel. I'm not perfect. I'm doing a lot better than I was. Absolutely. And you're aware of that, right? Like how many people are walking around like, there's nothing wrong with me. It's the whole world. I apologize, Ryan. I apologize to my kids. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry I reacted that way. You caught me off guard. I was in the middle of something else. Like, I'll take the time to recognize, hey, I just fucked up. Yeah. You know, and I go and I own that. Yes. And in that way, our kids can actually be our biggest teachers, right? Because then a lot of times, especially when they're young and they've yet to develop egos and all of these things, right? So we actually can see them as pure unconditional love, right? If we're coming from that same place of pure unconditional love as well. And, you know, one of the cool things is that this whole concept of running away from what you don't want or running towards what you do want, right? What you're doing and what so many other parents we both know are doing is giving their kids an ability to go, hey, what do you want, right? What do you want to show up like, right? And you were saying like, you know, that kids are going to grow up either wanting to be their parents or not wanting to be their parents. And that is one of the first lessons and tells them how to live life. Oh, I don't want that. No, I don't want this. I don't want that. I mean, most people, if you ask them, and I was one of these people at one point, if you ask them what they want, they'll tell you 10 things they don't want. It's like, okay, so what do you want? Well, I don't really know. It's like, I mean, I know exactly what I want. I know exactly like, and this is, I mean, through, you know, doing lifted and doing all the programs and, and, and finally finding the faith in the process, right? Like actually making it relatable. Like I tell everyone, all my clients, you know, get clear on everything. Like for me, I know exactly how much money I want to make. I know when I want to make it. I know when I'm going to sell highly optimized. I know how much I'm going to sell it for. I know exactly how many people I want to work with. I know what courses I'm coming up with in the next three years. Like I plan out everything now because we are the creators of a reality, right? And we can help our decisions impact other people, right? So if I know where I'm going, then I also know how to get there. And so therefore, say if there's a time where Rachel and I get in an argument and I know who I want to show up like, I'm much less likely to react because there's a thought in me that goes, is this what you want? Because you've been uh. saying what you want every day, right? And that's not what you want. <laughs> and then I'm much more likely to go, you know what? That was my bad, you know? Or, hey, it was neither of our bads, but like it's about to get like, I can feel that coming on and I want to call it before it, it comes to that. Maybe we need to take a walk. Maybe we just both need to laugh hysterically and realize like, this is not that serious. Why are we taking it like this? And that ability, right, to know where you're going helps you actually understand what's important to you, right? And helps you understand that, like, that reaction you have to your kids, right? That's why you go back and 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 apologize to them because part of you knows exactly who you want to be. The people that don't know who they want to be, they don't really they don't really focus on how they show up, right? Because they're just trying to survive, right? And like we were talking about, 
Maslow's hierarchy of needs is mostly met these days for most of us. It's time for us to thrive. It's time for us to remember who and what we truly are. It's time for us to remember that our greatest power is being able to give love to other people, right? And that love sometimes looks like, hey, I fucked up and I want to own it, right? It doesn't have to be perfect, right? But it does have to be conscious and it has to be thought out and it has to be, it gets to be rather, I, I changed all, all this has to, it gets to be thought out and it gets to be an art form, right? Because life is an art. Let's face it. There is like almost 8 billion people on the planet and no one's living the same life, right? We're all artists and our life is a canvas and we are the paintbrush. And, you know, if we make a mistake and we know what the painting want, we want it to look like, it's pretty easy to fix it, right? But if we're just drawing streaks everywhere, then at the end, we're like, holy shit. And that's how midlife crises happen. All of a sudden, halfway through, you're like, I don't like this at all. What am I going to do, right? Like, and then it's like, I'm going to buy a Corvette. I'm going to do all these things. And so, you know, that's why I, I you know, I, I stress these things and stress is the challenge word. I'm not going to, you know, for lack of a better term, I stress these things, people, and, and put the importance on it. It's like, listen, you are the creator of your reality, right? The only thing I believe that you take with you when you leave this planet and you leave this meat suit is in this unit, right? Is, is who you became, right? Who your soul became, you know, and it's not the cars, it's not the money, it's not the relationships, right? Like, it is a little bit the relationships because it's the impact that you've made on the world when you leave. And that's what I choose to believe. And that gives me a lot of power because you know what? That says that no matter how much I might quote unquote mess up, as long as I take accountability for my actions and become better as a result of it, then it's just like breaking down muscle in the gym, right? Like you break it down. So it builds back stronger and that's who we get to become. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And just to add on to that with the importance of the relationships, man, like, you know, physical human, not just physical, but human interaction that releases oxytocin, which is one of the, which is one of the the feel good chemicals that our brain creates for us to be in a good mood. So that's what one of the most detrimental things of this whole shutdown, stay at home bullshit that ever happened was stupid was taking people away from each other. Yeah. I understand you're trying to play God. You think you can protect everybody, (laughs) but at the same time, a lot of people got hurt because the one thing that made them okay with being a unit was the people around them. And when you take, when you take the ability to be social away from people who are social Oh boy. You know, you like I myself was in a very, very, very dark place um, last, last April. So like that's the relationships are everything, man. Yeah. We could go down a crazy wormhole with that too. And, and what I will say is that this is what happens when the people in power do not understand what core values are. Or maybe they do and they're doing it vindictively or something like this. Who knows what side? I choose to believe that they just don't know about it because what was really going on there, right? They were valuing safety over anything else. And really the unconscious belief there is, hey, if we're safe enough, we'll get out of this experience of life still alive. No one's going to get out of this alive, right? That's why we don't take it too seriously, right? Is it the quality of life you have or is it the quantity of life? Is it the life in your years or the years in your life, right? For Mm. me, I'd rather burn out than fade away. Like, listen, if it was a real pandemic, one out of two people would be dead, right? We would know. At a certain point, it became just fucking silly to me, right? I'm like, I'm going out and I'm living my life because you know what? The quality of my life is more important than anything. And also, 
when you are around other people, your immune system gets better. You feel better, right? You're, I know it's amazing, right? This thing, immune system. I know it's kind of like a conspiracy <laughs> theory at this point to have an immune system, you know, but somebody's going to yell at yeah, you. Yeah, stop exactly. it. <laughs> and it's like, you know, and, and that's the other thing too, you know, for a long time, this is the last thing I'll say about this, but for a long time, you know, I fell into a pattern of people pleasing. Oh, I can't let people know how I feel. Right. And it's like, listen, you know what? That does a disservice to both groups of people, because if someone thinks they like me and then they're not going to like me over that, I don't want them to like me. And you know what? They shouldn't like me. They should go spend time with people who align with their values. Right. Like it's not doing either of us a service for me to hold in how I feel. Right. That's the last thing I'll say on that, you know, is that I'm so glad that I've got to meet amazing people like you who we line up, right? We have an amazing connection. We share common values. And you know what? We live life in the way that allows us to feel alive, which is all that matters, right? It's not the right way. It's not the wrong way. It's just the way we found. And you know what? Hopefully someone listens to this and they gain inspiration to take control of their lives and do whatever they want with it, whether it's practice you know, language, whether it's not practice language, whether it's, you know, talk to their kids, whether it's not talk to their kids, do whatever you want, right? This is not the only way to live life. It's just the way that works for us. And that's the big thing that I think society is moving towards. And that's why I choose to believe that everything happening over the last, you know, couple of years is a beautiful experiment of happening for us, right? Because so many people now have now been triggered into like thinking like, hey, you know what? Life is short. I better go live my life, right? Hey, you know what? I want to show up the best I can while I'm here. I want to have the most fun while I'm here. All of this was such an amazing thing that happened. And that's what I choose to believe, not because I know it's right, but because it works for me, period. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> well, dude. Like I just said, this has been an amazing ride. This has been one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done. And, you know, thank I'm really, you. yeah, dude. I mean, thank you, man. You know, it's this lighthearted energy, bro. You know, vacation vibration brothers, you know, it's <laughs> what we do, you know, or like I, like I like to say longboard energy, you know, like that classic San Diego being on a longboard. I don't longboard, but I imagine if I did, this would be the energy that we'd have, <laughs> you know, we're just laughing. You're not taking anything too seriously. Where can people find you if they want to take life less seriously and want to learn from you? They want to find out more about the Mind Heart Muscle podcast. They want to find out more about your coaching, everything like that. Where can people find you, my man? So on Instagram, my personal account is Ronald underscore white underscore junior. And then for the podcast is mind period heart period muscle. Uh, those are the two best places to follow along with what's going on. Hell yeah. Upcoming on October 13th at 6 PM, uh, Matt and I are hosting the language of leadership workshop, mm. which will be a 90 minute workshop on putting together some of the pieces to the puzzle that we believe is important on being an, an effective leader. We've done a lot of, a lot of, uh, deep diving into, uh, leadership education and it's really important to us and and with learning the language game um we've been able to tie a lot of the pieces to the puzzle together between you know what some like classic effective leadership gurus have told all of us and then bringing the language into it from the other side and you know really uh guiding people towards being better at uh setting goals taking responsibility and Oh, I went blank. I went blank. And, <laughs> and decision making. Decision yes. making. That's oh, what it yeah. was. It was decision making. I got. I got. I didn't take a breath. I hey, lost, lost I, in the sauce. Bro. I was you holding my excited. breath. You know, yes. we're excited. Well, dude, 
that's all amazing guys you know you got to reach out to ron i mean this conversation proves it and i have one last question for you my man if you're open to it what do you say go for it down all right yeah let's go so if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life what would mr ron white suggest that change be one change one change that's it i'm gonna go with drink a gallon of water a day man your nails, your hair, your skin, it's all going to look better. Your digestion is going to be better. And that's going to lead towards the, the other one that I was leaning towards, which was sleep. You're like, you know, if you front load that, you're going to end up sleeping like a baby. Hell yeah. Spoken like a true genius, man. I mean, water to me is everything. I mean, water literally is life. It makes up so much of us and it's so important, you know, and, and I really do feel it leads into everything else, right? Like if you don't have good water intake, your sleep's not going to be good. doesn't matter how much you eat. You're not going to be able to digest it, et cetera. So I think that's an amazing tip. And guys, when I met Ron back in July at the infamous lake house in Virginia, I was quickly able to realize his lighthearted energy, big smile, and passion for laughter. Being as how these are all things I enjoy on a deep soul level as well, we got along famously. And I knew I wanted to get him onto the show to share his vibrant energy and important work with all of you listeners. Ron is a perfect example for all of us, quote unquote, go-getters, that just because we are committed to making this life the greatest and grandest possible, it doesn't mean we can't have a ton of fun doing it. If you listen to this conversation and felt called to dive in deeper to his work and learn his approach to life, then please waste no time in reaching out to him to get that ball rolling today. Remember, the hardest part for most of us is making the initial reach out. From there, the impossible will become possible right before your eyes. Ron, thank you so much for stopping by the show to riff with the listeners and me today. And until next time, my friend, journey well, be well. Much love over to you. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. 
So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.